Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. Hey, this is Trip Lanier, host of the New Man Podcast. What you're about to hear is the audio taken from a video that I've created. And it may make a lot more sense if you can actually see the visuals that go along with what you're hearing. You can watch all of the videos by visiting thenewmanpodcast.com. Uh, as we start this video, I want to be really clear that I have not uh, squeezed the poop out of a cat in decades. So let's be really clear. I don't have a problem with cats. Uh, I love, I don't know if I love cats, but I can really appreciate cats, but I wanted to get that out of the way. What are we talking about today? Um, many people I've talked to, many clients that I've worked with, uh, they're very busy. They're very like hard working, very driven. Um, they're always about getting stuff done. Their days are full, but still there's always this sense that it's not enough. There's something missing. They've got a belief deep down that um, they must not be doing enough. They must not be doing it right. And there's this thing like, I got to be more productive. If, the, if only there were just more hours in the day. And the cost is that living in that gap between where they are and where they think they should be has them beating themselves up. They've, they're always striving to do more. And they end up feeling trapped or drained or even isolated because they're always out working or doing the thing that that they're striving so hard to do. Um, there's a fear that they're never going to live the spacious, energizing life that they ultimately want. So that sucks. Um, let's, we're going to talk about why this is happening. And we're going to talk about why this has more to do with who we are instead of how much we're doing or what we're doing. So if you don't know who I am, I'm Trip Lanier. I'm a professional coach. I host the New Man podcast, which has been downloaded millions of times. I wrote, this book will make you dangerous. And for whatever we talk about today, keep whatever works for you and feel free to just throw out what does not. Um, and just so you know, my voice is kind of crappy. I'm on the tail end of COVID here. So let's get back to this cat thing. Why did I, brought it? Why did I bring up the cat? So when I was a, a young boy, we had a tomcat named Harold. And Harold was a really cool cat. He lived outside most of the time. He didn't require a lot of attention, but he did suffer from constipation. This was 70s, 80s, right? So we didn't, like, maybe veterinary care wasn't the, the best that it could be. But the way that we would deal with his constipation sometimes is you have to go out and squeeze, squeeze him. 
squeeze, there was a ball. You had to squeeze a cat. And so when I, when I got old enough, it became my job to, you know, if we hadn't seen Harold in a few days, it was my job to go out and find Harold and squeeze him and get him back on his feet again. So, you know, my dad would be like, Hey, you know, go find the cat, squeeze him and <laughs> bring in the morning paper. I, I, and I'm not making this up. This is totally true. So <laughs> years later, I'm at a, this is long after like Harold's gone. Years later, I'm at a college party in Tallahassee. I'm a new, I'm new to college. I don't know. I really, I know a few people there that, that like that were my buddy and his older brother. And I go to this party and it's, I'm kind of intimidated. And it's like, wow, you know, it's a whole new life. And my, my buddy's older brother is there and he's like, Hey everybody. Hey, 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 this is the guy that I was telling you about. This is the guy that's, this is the cat squeezer. This is him. This is cat squeezer. Everybody turns around and like, yeah, like instant identity instant legendary status. I don't think there were some people there. I don't even think they ever learned my name. I just became cat squeezer. So again, I haven't squeezed the poop out of a cat in decades, but many people in my life still call me cat squeezer to this day. Luckily I outgrew this identity. I it didn't, I didn't allow it to define who I was, but it sounds ridiculous, right? I want I wanted to tell a ridiculous story, but oftentimes we are living into an old identity and it's determining how, how we move through life, especially our work. So many of the roles that we're playing, many of the identities, you know, they got established early on. We decided that was who we are and it was set it and forget it. it whether it was the identity of our profession, the attorney, the business owner, the therapist, the coach, the executive, the student, the good son, the hard worker, the caretaker, whatever it is, maybe that identity used to fit. Maybe it really served us. Maybe it, it, at that time, it worked for who we were, but nothing, nothing in our world is constant. If we look around the seasons, the tides, all the cycles in life, everything is always in flux. And so we have to ask ourselves, what if this identity that I've chosen is not fixed in stone either? So we want to be willing to question who we are. We want to challenge this idea that this is me uh, and instead say, well, that was me. Who am I now? Who am I today? It doesn't necessarily have to be who am I going to be, but it can just simply be who am I today? And this can be really scary. Why is it scary? We've probably been trained our entire lives to look outside of ourselves for direction. The expectations of others, probably our parents, our social circle, our uh, family, our larger family, the work culture that we're in. It's essentially, that's what tells me what to do. It tells me how to behave. It tells me how to manage my life, how to move through life. And there's some comfort in that in the sense that we never really have to think for ourselves. There's always that structure that tells us who we are and what we need to be doing. The opportunity here is to shift from looking outside of ourselves or looking out, looking to others to tell us what to do. We want to shift inwards and learn to listen to ourselves. I call this inner authority. Some people call it their essence. Some people call it their soul. Uh, people in the IFS world call it capital S self leadership. Um, regardless, it's much more challenging to listen to ourselves, but it's just another skill to develop in the way that we learned how to just listen to others and how they trained us to follow directions and trained us to follow those expectations, we can learn how to develop that skill for ourselves. And I go into it 
much more in this book will make you dangerous. So what's the cost of denying this inner authority? If we're not aligned, we're not even aware, if we're not even aligned with this this true aspect of ourselves, this more true uh, aspect of ourselves, it doesn't matter how efficient or how powerful we are. It doesn't matter how much we do. It's never going to be deeply satisfying. Things are always going to feel off. And what does that mean to, to typically feel off? It typically shows up as this chronic frustration or this chronic grumpiness, this this sense of being trapped or the sense of being drained, the sense of being bored and overwhelmed on a chronic level. Um, those things can show for a lot of reasons, but often they can show up because we're stuck in this role. We're stuck in this old identity that just doesn't serve us anymore. So let's talk about what we can do instead. So instead, typically when we feel crappy, crappy like that, the frustration, the grumpiness and all that kind of stuff, it's, that's where we want to numb ourselves, right? We want to, I'll just drink a, bottle of wine tonight or I'll, you know, kill a six pack or, you know, lose myself in Netflix or porn or some guy on YouTube or whatever. Um, instead of, instead of losing ourselves, numbing ourselves in that, or instead of turning the blade on ourselves and beating ourselves up, we could get curious. We could look at those experiences of feeling trapped or drained or frustrated or grumpy, whatever it might be, and see them as, uh, information. So let's start with getting, what does it mean to get curious? So let's go to step one. So step one is we just want to simply clarify the expectations. Those expectations are creating that disappointment. There's the gap between where we are and where things should be. So let's just bring that out into the open. And we can do this if you want. You can grab a journal, uh, you can drive it down the road. You can play with these sentence stems. I'll give you a few of them. So I should blank or else blank, right? So I should work hard, or I, I'm supposed to work hard, or I have to work hard, or I have to do ABC, or else what? And there's usually this big goblin, right? There's this big thing that we're scared of. A lot of times we're not even aware of what it is. So if you wanted to play with these sentence sims, I should blank or else, or I'm supposed to blank or else, or I have to blank or else. If you were to give 10, 15 answers to each of those blanks, you start to identify the things that are running your life. Instead of orienting to what has you feel more expansive and more whole, you'd start to see all of the things that are fearful or not enough or scarce, you know, rooted in scarcity. That's step one. We want to identify the expectations that are running us. Step two, once we start to see what these expectations are, we can challenge them. Is this really true? I mean, is it really true that I have to do this or I'm supposed to do this? It may have been true. It may have been true that at one point, if I didn't work really hard, we wouldn't have money and then we wouldn't be able to eat well or my kids wouldn't be able to have the education that I really want. And that may have been true at one point, but is it still true? Is it, are we still living in that crisis, that sense of crisis or urgency? Some families just live in that chronically, even though they've gotten better uh, more successful, you know, generation after generation. It doesn't really matter. They still live in a place as if everything's about to fall apart at any given minute. So it's, it's helpful to just look at those expectations and then challenge them. Is it really true? Maybe it was, but maybe, maybe it's not anymore. And then step three is where we could move out into the world and create some experiments. It could be about having a conversation. So, man, I've told myself that 
I have to work really hard or else things are going to fall apart at my business. Let me go ask my business partner, right? Like maybe there's this belief that I have to be the first one in and the last one out, or I don't deserve the salary or the compensation that I'm getting. Is that really true? Is it really true that I have to punish myself in that way or else people are going to think I'm lazy or something? So is there a conversation? Is there a way to check out those assumptions with people or do they only live in your mind? Um, we could try small experiments. Some, some guys that I've worked with are just like, man, I can't take vacations. Like, well, what if you took one day off? You know, it's just like little tiny things. And that's how we start to learn through experience that the world won't fall apart if we don't always have, don't always live into that expectation. Um, and then we, from that place, we can create new agreements. Hey, I'm tired of working really hard. This is what I would prefer to do instead. These are the things that I would, you know, the metrics that I would like to be, you know, held uh, accountable to or responsible for. Let's do this instead. You can do this at work. You can do this in your marriage. You can do this with your kids, whatever it might be. But they're all conversations instead of assumptions that only live in our heads. Um, and creating new, very explicit agreements has us both realize, whoever the two parties are, has us both realize that, okay, this is what we're playing for. It's out in the open. And I can breathe a sigh of relief. I know the game I'm playing instead of always searching for the next monster that's going to come around the corner. What's possible from this place? Well, when we learn to tap into this self-leadership, it gets us, it, it keeps us from getting stuck in these old roles and these old identities. We shift from feeling trapped to free, from drained to alive, from bored or overwhelmed to experiencing greater peace of mind. Our work becomes more rewarding without always needing to do more, more, more. Um, our relationships are deeper and more satisfying because we're actually doing what really matters instead of kind of playing roles, like I said. And our lives feel more aligned instead of fragmented. It takes work. It's going to require us to be bold. It's going to require us to be playful. It's going to be required us to maybe look a little goofy or silly or get over ourselves, uh, but it's totally doable. It's, it's just a skill for us to develop. We can start small and build on those things. The work that when I'm doing this work with my clients, and this is at the really at the core of so much of what I do, um, when we're doing this work, we take our time. It's not something that happens overnight. We do it skillfully. There's relationships involved. There's, there's deep levels of trust that we want to maintain. Um, and so it is about being respectful. It is about being skillful. It is about making sure that nothing is rash or reckless in there. So I want to just put that in there because oftentimes that fear can come up that if I make a change, everything's going to fall apart. No, no, there's a middle way here. We can, we can do this with skill. So I want to leave you with a few questions that you can marinate in as you go about your day. Um, are you living with an old identity? Is there an old cat squeezer in you? A, a ridiculous identity that just doesn't fit anymore. Is, that, is there something in, in your world that is still alive for you? Um, what identity, if any, what, or what roles or identities in plural have you outgrown, but you're still carrying around. And if you weren't afraid, what might the next phase of your life look like? That's a big one, right? What, if you weren't afraid, if, if everything wouldn't come crashing down, what might the next phase of your life look like? What, feel, what do you feel called? What do you feel a sense of um, drive to, to move towards? That's a great one to listen to. So um, there's a ton of free resources available at uh, my website's thenewmanpodcast.com. I've got a, a new little free program there called AIM. It stands for Authority, Impact, and Meaning. 
It's meant to help you understand the steps that are involved to draw out the thing that is unique to you that brings an impact and, and meaning into your world. Um, that's free at the newmanpodcast.com. You can learn more about the coaching work that I do at triplanear.com. And if you want to learn about this book will make you dangerous, just go to dangerousbookstore.com. Or if you're outside of the US, just go to Amazon. Um, here's to you living with greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace. And thank you so much for watching. If you want to take full advantage of all that The New Man has to offer, be sure to visit thenewmanpodcast.com and grab the solutions I've created to help you play a bigger game, align your profession with what really matters, and keep your relationships out of the ditch. It's all available at thenewmanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.